Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Good morning. It is Friday, April 14th. It is six minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Today's show should come with a warning. It is so big, your radio might explode. Beware. We start off the show with the Indiana Administrators. They've been caught on tape deceiving parents in order to push the principles associated with critical race theory. And this from Accuracy in Media. So this broke, I guess this was late Wednesday, early Thursday. And we said yesterday on the show that we were going to take a day before we addressed this because... Well, I needed to figure out how best and properly pat myself on the back and take a giant victory lap on these very powerful airwaves that you can hear from Illinois to Ohio and all points in between. And I've had 24 hours to digest that. And I think today we can properly, well, of course, we want to explain how these administrators and school boards are absolutely sociopathic pathological liars who are manipulating the information that you receive as a taxpayer and a parent in order to indoctrinate their kids Mm -hmm. and that is what is very clear on this video that has surfaced thanks to this really really incredible undercover journalism from accuracy and media and Mm -hmm. so what they did, we're going to play you some of these individual clips. We'll introduce them for you. Is they went to various school districts across Central Indiana, so Central Indiana, Northern Indiana, Southern Indiana. I mean, there no they they went all over the state, and they talked to these people in a position of administration authority, and got them in various shapes, forms, and fashions to admit. Yes, we're doing critical race theory. Yes, we're doing social emotional learning. Yes, we are uh, jamming DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, down your kids' throats. And we are lying and manipulating you as a parent because we think you are a moron and that we know how to better parent your kid than you do. And so we will lie, cheat, and steal and do anything possible. And the goal of it is, and they're very clear on these tapes, to indoctrinate your kid into thinking the way we want them to think and make sure you don't know how we're indoctrinating them so that you can't fight it. Yes, they change the name. They slide it in in different ways. So when you hear that CRT is not being taught in public schools, don't believe them. All right, so we're going to just introduce these. And the, look, it's, it speaks for itself. Right. And the first one we're going to play you really shocks me, Casey, because uh, full disclosure... I have uh, broadcast playing field football and various other sports for 15 years now. And playing field, at least publicly, has always been a school system that has kind of not uh, delved into the woke uh, nonsense. They have always publicly been very patriotic. They've supported law enforcement. They supported the U.S. military. They are, and it really shows you how systemic this problem is when a school corporation like Plainfield is involved, because many of them are openly radical left. They're they're openly diving into this. They're openly embracing this. 
But when you see a school corporation like Plainfield, who has publicly been void of this stuff, and even you realize they are doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Casey, you realize it is totally 100% everywhere. It's everywhere. I was so disappointed because, uh, and I have always spoken publicly very positively about Plainfield because they have been void of this stuff, but man, it is totally everywhere and you have absolutely no idea. So this is Laura Del Vecchio. Mm -hmm. She is the assistant superintendent at Plainfield. Go. Do you have an equity department or anything like that? So, um, honestly, so we, we had, uh, what we decided to do is not call attention to it. Um, because when you call attention to it, then questions are asked. And I really believe that um, you can do more good under the radar. Right before COVID, we had started some really deep diving into our curriculum and we and, and kind of doing that, like, white privilege walk and making sure, like, just yeah, understand, right? You can't walk no line. Trying to do it under the radar. That's the thing. It's the deception. Yeah. They are deceiving taxpayers. They are deceiving parents. And this is the thing I've always said, and we talked about this at length when Brownsburg lied about this a couple weeks ago, when the superintendent looked parents right in the eye and said, yeah, the DEI officer didn't work and it's not coming back. And then they brought it back as director of student learning. We caught it. They pulled it off the agenda. Then they changed the job description and put the diversity, equity, and inclusion aspect down like number seven in the in the uh, description thing. It's just rep- – and then when they got caught, well, everybody in Brownsburg schools has a diversity, equity, and inclusion aspect to their job. These people – are deceiving you. If you're so damn proud of the manipulation, the indoctrination, own it. Just come out and say it. Tell people, we're doing this. We know how to parent your kids better than you do. And we're doing it because we own them and we know the Republican Party in this state that the Indiana General Assembly is too weak to stop us because they're petrified of the angry red-shirted teachers. Mm -hmm. If it's so great, just say it. Yeah, admit it out loud. That is the most disgusting. Not under the radar. That is the most disgusting part of all of this. Is not that they're doing it. That's bad enough. But this woman just admits. Mm-hmm. And I, again, Plainfield. Yeah. Who's supposed to be one of the better ones? It's everywhere, Casey. Okay, um, here is a lady they identify as Tracy Noe. She is the assistant superintendent at Goshen. Now, I will tell you that we did tweak the name of our equity and inclusion committee um, just because we just didn't want to make a target of it. And we we felt right. for the people that were a part of that membership. Right. And so we renamed it, but that's the work we do is still. Would, yes. uh, what do you rename it? Right now, it's named a, a work group. <laughs> uh, that's innocuous. Yeah, Nobody's yeah, coming for a yeah, work group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a work group. We've just renamed it. We tweaked it. It's like, just like Brownsburg. Yeah. Diversity, equity, inclusion officer was a nightmare and a disaster who just conveniently, poof, she just disappeared. Mm-hmm. As the community told the suit. Now, look, at least in fairness, in terms of lies told by the Brownsburg superintendent, this is the same guy that once claimed kids could die in the hallways if they didn't raise taxes by $100 million. So lying about a DEI officer, not nearly as bad as that. But let's get back to this. This is what they do. They hide it from you. They manipulate you. That is evil, Casey. Yeah. You are a you are a public official. You are in charge of public money. You are entrusted by the public to do right. And you are so ashamed of what you're doing and you know what you're doing to where you are manipulating people's ability to understand how their money's being spent and what the, what they are doing with it. 
The disrespect for parents in Goshen because they're too stupid to know what a work group is. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Because we've got some more of these I want to get into. We've got Martinsville on here. We've mm-hmm. got Elkhart on here. Um, is that all right? Yeah. Because I, I definitely want to make sure we play these because it is so obvious what these people are doing and you hearing our voice now. The time for sitting around bitching from your couch or your comfy chair is over. You got to start getting to these school board meetings. You got to start getting involved and you got to start holding these people accountable. It is 14 minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Time to 18 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Ooh, do I have a present for you. Oh, great. I don't know if you've seen it. The latest PR rollout from Eric Holcomb. Oh! He's explaining <laughs> slash selling his budget. Here he is talking about education. He says it's the key to lifelong opportunities for our children. We should make historic investments in education, including the goal of raising teacher salary. That way we can attract and retain the best educators for our kids, and this is the way to do it. The most important determinant of a child's success in adulthood is their education. Since 2017, I'm so proud of the work we've accomplished together to support unprecedented investments in K-12, which has translated into school districts answering the call to raise teacher pay. We need to continue what we've started by making the state's largest ever investment in K-12 tuition support, an increase of $1.1 billion, and give stop, schools stop, the stop, reason. Stop, 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 stop. I'm going to have an aneurysm here, Casey. Stop. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's talk, about, let's talk about what he's talking about investing in. Let's play some more of this audio, mm-hmm. because this is your public education system. Oh, this guy. I don't know. That's terrible radio right there that I just did. So you have people, and we're going to play more calls later today of these people who are trying to figure out how to stay in their home. They can't afford to pay their mortgages. They're figuring out their property taxes. And you got this clown with record money. Half the budget goes to to public education. So it'll be more than $21.5 million or billion dollars is going to go to public education. And you got this guy crying about how they don't get enough money and how damn proud he is of the public education system. When you have people like this woman, now they identify her on this uh, undercover bit uh, of media that we've been playing Mm -hmm. from Accuracy Accuracy in Media as Jenny Oakley. And they say she's the director of e-learning and literacy at Martinsville. And this is the sort of person that Eric Holcomb wants to throw more of your money at and prop up because she thinks they're doing such a damn good job. Go. Textbook companies that are coming in to do presentations. And I actually prep them a little bit because I'm like, we want this in our curriculum. So if you could just not say specifically this, um, then it won't cause a red flag with the community. And I hate that we have to do that, but um, that way... It's still there, yeah. and and they would support it if just the the content was there. They just it's the title. She's talking about textbooks. Yes, for your student, for yes. your child, but just word it differently so that it doesn't cause a red flag. The CRT, SEL, DEI. She wants to manipulate you as a parent. Eric Holcomb believes that person deserves more money. Mm-hmm. Twenty one and a half to twenty two billion dollars of your tax money is not enough for that person. She needs more. Sure, you can't afford to pay your mortgage, 
You can't afford to stay in your home. You're paying one of the highest gas taxes in the nation, which makes it hard to get to work. About to go higher. We'll talk about that next segment because our friends down at the state house are at it again. But he wants that person who is openly talking about manipulating information, deceiving you as a parent. They should get more of your money in the eyes of the supposed Republican governor. Oh, wait, Casey, there's more. Mm-hmm. Here's the person they identify as Brad Shepard. He's the assistant superintendent at Elkhart. Here's another person Eric Holcomb believes should get more of your money. There you can talk about like relabeling social and emotional learning. Has that somehow become a yes. bad phrase? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has become a bad phrase. And, and um, we don't openly use that phrase, but we're still doing it. So, I mean, just to avoid anything. I mean, we have not really been hit with it, but just to even avoid it. Language arts is fun because you can do a lot with it. Like, you can, you can even put it. the SEL exactly. in oh, yes, language arts. Oh, yes, you can arts. it very easily. That's right. exactly right. Yeah, language arts is fun. We can twist words around and make them mean different things. And those are the people that the, that the Republican governor of the state of India, these are his friends. He meets with these people all the time. Remember, who do you have the most mes- most recent VIP meet and greet with? The teachers union, the radical left public education union, not taxpayers who are trying to figure out how to stay in their homes. Remember, during COVID, if you wanted to go to work, he called you a human Petri dish. These are the people that he loves. Your money. People who are openly talking about deceiving you as a parent, mm-hmm. deceiving you as a taxpayer with the goal of indoctrinating your kid so that you don't know about it, so that you can't defend it. That's who the Republican governor of the state of Indiana wants to give more of your money to. Yeah, and and Brad from Elkhart said, we don't call it social emotional learning, but we still do it. Okay, and I want to address something in the YouTube chat. You can watch us on the YouTube, by the way. Um just put Kendall and Casey into your YouTube browser. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam is apparently being uh, falling victim um, to what happens is when these people get called out, they have an explanation on, oh, yeah, that might look bad, but hey, it's not it's not so bad. And I think Adam has now met with some people in Plainfield, and this is what they're doing. I'm going to just read uh, part of what Adam wrote in the YouTube chat. And because everybody needs to pay attention because this is what they will do when they get called out. It's the exact same thing that happened to me when the superintendent lied about the DEI officer coming back. And then when he got caught and he goes, oh, there's just some people who want to divide this community. Every job in Brownsburg schools has a DEI component to it now. Don't listen to the radio guy. Uh, Here's what Adam wrote. When she said, quote, under the radar, that is common vernacular at PCSC to convey that they stay out of the media. It's a bad look, but it's not what it looks like. Mm. Oh, so is that true for everyone in this video? All the school systems that accuracy and media revealed are doing it and saying basically the exact same thing? Is it all just a bad look for all of them, but it's not what it looks like? No, Adam, it's exactly what it looks like. These people are lying to you and they're lying to you again and no matter how many times you get lied to adam you're apparently just willing to eat whatever garbage they shove down your throat because you want to believe it well he goes on to say that it's only during professional development day with teachers and administration only not students but what do you think the teachers are learning that for (laughs) who are they going to pass that on to their job is to teach the students right they're with the students all day long. So when they go on a work day to learn something else, what are they learning it for? They're learning it to teach it to the children. 
And the people down the street from us, the Indiana Republicans who have super majorities in the House and Senate, they know this is happening. They know what's happening to your kid, and they will not do anything about it. They kill the bills that would ban this stuff from going on, that would make the ability to get rid of these people who do this. They killed the bill that would have made the school board elections partisan, which would have fixed a majority of this stuff. They know it's going on, and what they do is they're going to fully fund Eric Holcomb's budget request, which is more than $22 billion to give money to people like this to ensure they can continue to do stuff like this. All right, and they're raising the gas tax, possibly. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that uh, when we come back. The gas tax uh, going to go up again. And it's this time they can't say, well, that, it's just an automatic increase. They are deliberately about to make your gas tax go up again. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tonight, no 9.31, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The Indiana Senate has extended a gas tax provision that could equate to a $30 million tax increase on Hoosiers. (laughs) Let me say that again. This could equate to a $30 million tax increase for us Hoosiers. This language is part of an amendment on House Bill 1050. The bill is awaiting a full vote by the Senate. Okay, so this was put forward by Mike Kreider. If you were to look up complete and total professional stooge in the dictionary, there'd be a, a photo of Mike Kreider. He's been there since the earth was young, accomplished absolutely nothing, and uh, he is a Republican from Greenfield. So if you are in the greater Greenfield area and you keep voting for this person, you should be completely mortified and totally ashamed of yourself. Uh and I say this because I've been around Mike Kreider from back when I used to work over in the uh, Indiana State House and the Indiana Government Center. And if Mike would like to discuss any of this, we always extend the offer for anyone we commentate on on this program. Nine to noon, Mike, there's a seat right there. We would love nothing more for you to come on and talk about this uh, little $30 million annual tax increase you're proposing on Hoosier. So, What Mike and his little goon squad over there in the tax-raising haven that is the Indiana Senate uh, with the Republican (laughs) supermajority did is, uh, Casey, you may remember back in 2017, the Republicans enacted the largest tax increase in Indiana state history. It was the tax on gasoline. It was a 10 cent per gallon immediate increase, and then it went up one penny every year without discussion. Mm -hmm. Now, this was when I was a very young broadcaster on this radio station, youthful, uh, my entire life right in front of me, um, was started talking about this, and I told people, I said, this is the new Republican Party. You people better wake up. They are the party of big government. They are the party of big taxes. They are the party of big spending. And man, Casey, there were very, very angry people that I had the audacity to point out the actual legislating record of the Republicans. And this is why I hammered this home then and told people you have to fight this then because if you let them get away with it, it will never stop. Well, if you fast forward six years... We now have what will be a $43.5 billion budget. We have record out-of-control property taxes. We have record out-of-control gas taxes. We have record out-of-control spending. We have the governor using a half billion dollars to strong-arm farmers into selling their land. I mean, it, it never ends. Once again, Casey, and you know how I hate to do this, I was completely right because I know these people better than they know themselves. The point of all this 
is that the automatic increase on gas tax was set to expire July of 2024. So it only went up mm-hmm. every year automatically for a certain period of time, and then it would stop going up. And that increase has happened the last four years. That's correct. Automatically. So every year it goes up. There's no discussion. There's no debate, which is amazing that the party that professes to be of low taxes and limited government raises your taxes every single year without any discussion. They don't go to dot and go, hey, man, have you guys earned this money? What have you done with the money? How are Hoosiers' lives better for this money? What are you going to do if we give it to you again? What we should expect from people who are supposed to be stewards of our money is that they make the agencies earn the money, but not in the Indiana Republican Party. That's not how it works with Eric Holcomb. That's not how it works with Mike Kreider. That's not how it works with Jim Buck. It's not how it works with uh, Rod Bray and Todd Houston, the Flanders boys. Automatic tax increase without discussion. And somebody got to the Republicans, because they don't read anything, so they probably didn't remember, that this gas tax automatic increase was going to expire on July uh, uh, 1st of 2024. And as we have seen, thanks to the Indiana Capital Chronicle reporting on this, Mike Kreider practically tore a hamstring sprinting to the nearest uh, desk uh, bill filing kiosk to make sure that your gas tax will continue to go up every single year. They had a chance to stop it, Casey, mm-hmm. and that is their priority, raising your taxes by $30 million a year for some unaccountable government agency, dot, who is about the last person you should give unlimited, unaccountable funds to, and they're doing nothing to help you with the property taxes. Okay, so this one is not automatic. This isn't the till July 1st of 2024. This is an amendment to a bill. And they say that a one penny increase usually brings in about $30 million annually. And they want to extend that till 2029. Yeah, so he didn't get his way on that. So it looks like this is going to go forward for now to continue. It, it, so it doesn't matter. 2029, 2025, 2026. It doesn't matter. It's another example of the Indiana Republican Party who tells you in their party platform, we're the party of low taxes and limited government, raising your taxes when they have an opportunity. They don't have to do anything, Casey. Just let it expire. There's no vote needed. It would just take care of itself. Mm -hmm. They are going out of their way to take your money to grow the government. Well, even if you do just let it expire. No, this guy, Kreider, he's saying, no, 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 wait, amendment to a bill. We we need another penny from everybody making $30 million. Yep. So there you go. Okay. Well, let's talk about Republicans on the federal side of things. Uh, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell announced he would return to the Capitol on Monday. This will be the first time in more than five weeks after he suffered that concussion. He was at that private dinner where he fell, he tripped, and he was at the Waldorf Astoria in D.C. On March 8th is when this happened, and now he's saying that he will be back to work on Monday. Some people saying maybe he was going to retire. That was the rumor was that he was going to step aside because the way Kentucky's law works, which is, this is very interesting, the governor would pick an appointment However, he has to pick someone of the party of the person resigning. So, of course, that doesn't mean anything in the Republican Party. I mean, you could just pick another Mitch McConnell. It's not like you're going to get some, you know, it's not going to be another Rand Paul out there until a special election is called. So while it technically wouldn't slip the uh, change, the balance of power, because it's already 5149 Democrats, and it wouldn't, uh, it, it wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to add to the Democrat lead, he could pick the most liberal Republican that he wants and put that person in in that position. However, I guess if he's returning to work, then that means he's not 
He's not retiring. Yes. No, he's still he's still ready to go. Apparently, eighty one years old. He has had the Republican whip John Thune, who is the number two ranking member of the Senate GOP, in his place while he's been absent. And apparently, he's been keeping touch with every everybody and letting them know how he's progressing. And I read this sense, sentence and I thought, well, wow, these are just names that just keep on sticking around. He's been he missed a lunch that was hosted by Lisa Murkowski and also Mitt. Romney. Lisa McCallsey, Mitt Romney, wait, wait, Mitch okay. McConnell. I have a question about this. I mean, this. like, it's like these same names over and over again. I have a question about this, What's Casey. That? These people have a lot of lunches. <laughs> it's always a so-and-so lunch, a, mm-hmm. a Democrat caucus lunch, mm-hmm. a Republican leadership lunch. Who's paying for all the lunches? Who do you think? I mean, is Mitch McConnell, is it like, hey, he go, can't work unless you feed him. Go down to the firehouse subs and get us, you know, 20 meatball sandwiches. And here's a little something for the effort. It's like Mitch McConnell pulling out his wallet and paying for that himself. Or am I paying for that as a taxpayer? No, it's probably more like at the nice Hamilton restaurant there in Washington, D.C. Oh, it's not like they're not going to Subway or McDonald's no. or... Chick-fil-A is not bringing well, in the packages of meals. No. So wait, wait, wait a second. You're telling me Mitt Romney's worth a gajillion dollars and I am paying for him to have lunch? Yeah. With Lisa Murkowski and Mitch McConnell. Well, not Mitch McConnell, because he missed that lunch. That's right. He didn't get to go to the lunch. Uh, That's probably why he's coming back to work, for the free lunches. For the free lunches. Someone feed me. Uh, He hasn't said anything publicly on Trump's arraignment, but maybe he will once he gets back to office and starts working. Isn't there some cause for concern? And look, I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. I hope everyone has the longest, most happy life. But between John Fetterman and Mitch McConnell and Dianne Feinstein-Stein and now Blumenthal, and then there was some Democrat before that who who are incapacitated, we have a, a government that is made up of such old or physically or emotionally feeble people that they can't go to work for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. That's who's running our society? Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, I want everybody to be healthy and happy, but if you are incapable, and this is happening on the regular, it's not like, you know, oh my gosh, there was some freak accident and this person couldn't go to work. It's happening on the regular with these people. And in many cases, like with Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein, because they're one gajillion years old. <laughs> Why do we keep electing these people? Speaking of being a gajillion years old, President Biden, he's been in Ireland and he was wrapping up a speech yesterday. <laughs> And this is just the most ridiculous thing. This is your president. This is who we have representing the United States of America on a global stage. He's talking to the Irish Parliament, and you're not going to believe how he ends his speech, but this is it. So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go late and lick the world. Let's get it done. Yeah, you heard that right. Kevin, can, can we play it again? So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go late and lick the world. Let's get it done. Our president, what does that mean? Our president wants to go lick the world. Lick. Lick the world. You That's know. what he said. He wants to lick the world. I think about my life as a younger man. Mm-hmm. And I definitely should have used that at a bar in Broad Ripple at about <laughs> 2.30 with some 
college chick. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go. Lick we're the really world. vibing here. Let's go lick the world together. Let's run right into history together and lick the world together. Well, Rob, as the more experienced part of the show, I, I feel it's my job to pepper in some history. Oh, how exciting. And, and I recall another famous lick line. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the cultural center of a country bar? A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three, three. If there's anything I can't stand, it's a smart owl. How many licks does it take to get to the cultural center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Yeah. It is 946. You're listening That's to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us this morning. You can follow along on YouTube if you'd like. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Okay, so this was a really, really long audio or long article. I thought they had a lot of great points in it, but uh, it's pretty much the gist of it is there are some DeSantis supporters who are beginning to worry that he's waiting too long to launch his presidential campaign. Everybody's an expert, Casey. Mm-hmm. Everybody's an expert. This was from the news. Uh, the News Tribune had the uh, the piece, and um, you know, it's it's like you see this all the time on social media, where one week everyone is a biologist, and then one week everyone's <laughs> an attorney, and then the next week everyone's a foreign affairs expert, and. Look, Ron DeSantis is, next to Donald Trump, the second most popular Republican in the country. He knows what he's doing. He's doing the right thing by waiting because there's nothing he's going to do right now that long term is going to propel him to the presidency. Donald Trump is the front runner. Donald Trump is currently sucking all the oxygen out of the room. Mm-hmm. Florida still has to pass, finish passing the law. They have to finish the session that says you can run for president and be the governor at the same time. There's zero benefit for Ron DeSantis running right now because whatever bump he's going to get, he's going to get whenever he makes the announcement. And he's going to have plenty of time, Casey, mm-hmm. to with $100 million at his disposal to share his story with society. Yeah. Okay. So the big concern that a lot of people have is that he's waiting too long and that's going to leave him ill-prepared to defend himself. Of course, Donald Trump has been attacking him on multiple occasions and they're saying that he's lagging behind and that is just propelling Trump ahead of him. DeSantis has been slipping in some of the polls and these people are who are concerned are saying that it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Right now, the Monmouth University poll has Trump 27 points ahead of DeSantis. But DeSantis has said multiple times that he is not going to make any decision. He's not going to have any announcement until the Florida legislative session is over. And for all of these people who are saying he's waiting too long, he's he's losing any ground that he had. I say, you know what? Here's a guy who's actually doing what he said he was going to do. He said he wasn't going to announce until after the session's over. The session's not over. So 
my goodness, is somebody keeping their word? What? Yeah. Uh, so here, uh, Casey, I'm sure you have been pursued many times by many men over the years. I know Kirk Herbstreet wanted Janie What's-Her-Face instead of you. But what, what was her name? Jenny Ruby. Polly? Jenny Ruby. Jenny yes, Ruby. I'm sorry. But other than Kirk Herbstreet, <laughs> who chose... Uh, Ruby Sue or whatever her name was yeah. over you. You've been pursued by <laughs> by many a gentleman caller. The it is the absence of what you don't have that makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. And within the case with Ron DeSantis, the longer that he makes people think and make people wait and make people anticipate, that guy earns tens of millions of dollars every day in earned media by not announcing because people talk about when's he going to announce. Once you announce, you're just another guy in the arena. Now, obviously, he starts as an incredible front runner, but we have seen incredible front runners, Rick Perry, uh, Fred Thompson, Uh, Jeb Bush. I mean, each of the last three Republican, where there were uh, open Republican primaries, we have seen the front runner flame out massively where people said, oh my gosh, it's going to be so-and-so and and we can't wait for so-and-so to be in there. That is rarely how it works for the person who in April of the year before the election, who is the perceived front runner, ends up winning. Because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And ultimately, it comes down to really three key states, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. How you do in those three states then sets the tone for the rest of everything. Trump could be 30 points ahead of DeSantis going into the Iowa caucus. And if DeSantis wins, which there's a great chance he will because his ground game will blow Trump out of the water, and then wins in New Hampshire, same thing, wins in South Carolina, or they push in those states— then none of the national polling matters at Mm -hmm. all. Yeah, well, it's very early to be considering all of that national polling. But a lot of people are saying that he is unprepared and he's not ready to push back at some of the criticism from Trump. What does that even mean? He's not not ready. Maybe this that it's 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 going to be more intense than he thought. Oh, Give me a break. This guy was a member of the U.S. Congress, and he has been the governor for the past five years of the biggest swing state, or at least was until he got in there. Now it's a deep red state. The biggest swing state in the entire country. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's not ready for Trump. He doesn't know what he's getting into with Trump. Get get lost. (laughs) There is one benefit I think that he has for waiting, because as we've mentioned, Trump is dominating all the headlines right now. He's got the indictment that's going on in New York with Alvin Bragg. And he's got this other case that is looming. And the headlines with this next case that are coming are going to have the word rape in them. And I don't care who you are, that's not a good headline. I mean, that's one of those, they, you know, the saying, uh, there's no such thing. All publicity is good publicity. In this case, I don't think so. That, no matter what you say, is going to turn a lot of women off. And there's a point where Ron DeSantis could... Let that settle in. Right. Let those headlines fly. And then if he comes out and announces, all of a sudden he looks like the hero on the white horse. And Casey, again, I I do want to point out, you probably cannot relate to this because you have always been the pursued rather than the pursuer. Unless, of course, it was with Kirk Herbstreet in which he chose Ruby Sue or whatever her (laughs) name was. But... Oftentimes, when you spend, and there are many men who will be driving down the road who are nodding their head right now, when you spend a large amount of time wanting or pondering or pursuing something, and then 
you actually achieve the relationship conquest by which you have long pursued or pondered or wanted, it very rarely actually lives, lives up. Lives up to it. So in the case of Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. the more you make people wait, yes, I guess it does put more pressure on you to perform. But once you're in, you're probably not going to be this uber magnanimous you know, boy wonder that many people think you are. So you don't really have a, an incentive to get in the thing yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this Never Back Down pack. It's a super pack. Don't you love the names of the packs? <laughs> never Back Down. The Fight for Freedom pack. Yeah. America's the best pack. Faith in America. Well, this one's called Never Back Down. They're going to begin running their first nationwide TV ad backing DeSantis on Monday, and they they claim that they've got a million dollars behind the spot. That's really not a lot. A million dollars, what? I to, take it. To, well, I know, but I- Y'all I, never see me again. Somebody want to put a million dollars behind me? Well, I'm just wondering, are they spending a million dollars to produce the spot or on ad time? That, because a million dollars in ad time nationally, that, that's not going to get you very that far. That typically is they're going to run a million dollars worth of ad or purchase time. Now, I would guess, Casey, just a guess, that that would be a mostly digital ad for that amount of an ad buy. So you'll see it on your streaming services. You'll see it on your YouTube, your Facebook, the very tar- Twitter, very targeted uh, ad buy. But again, what sort of society do we live in, Casey? Well, you go, it's a million dollars. It's not really that much. I, well, what is going on where a million dollars is not that much money? For a national TV campaign, that's I not a lot. I don't care whether it's to buy the Klopman Diamond. It's not. It's not a lot. It's not even a lot for the state of Indiana. Isn't that pathetic how much our money has been diluted? Yeah. That a million dollars? When I was a kid, <laughs> if somebody said he is a Millionaire. millionaire. That might as well have been J.R. freaking Ewing. <laughs> and now it's like, well, it's only a million dollars. You might be able to live seven weeks on that. Hey, before we get to break, let's uh, talk about Victoria Jackson. Oh, you yeah. remember her. She's the former SNL star. She quit the show to live a, quote, pious life. And she was at a city meeting protesting gay pride parades and calling homosexuality an abomination. Victoria Jackson, God hates sodomy. He hates homosexuality. He said it's an abomination. And he hates, God hates sexual immorality, all kinds, fornication, adultery, etc. And God hates pride. <clears throat> like one of the most things he hates is pride. Proverbs eleven twelve. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. You weren't expecting that from her, were you? She was awesome in UHF. One of the all-time great cult classic movies, the Weird Al movie. Mm-hmm. She was awesome in UHF. Tony Kennett joins us. We're going to talk about more CRT in schools coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.